0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott.
0: It's Thursday the 12th of December coming up. Concern for rough sleepers ahead of Christmas. It's not a a well-kept
2: secret, but homelessness is definitely uh, increasing and has increased. It hasn't
0: changed at all. Pensioner attacked with knife after refusing to hand over cash.
3: Old people like me have got every right to go about our everyday life. Not be worrying about someone's going to come at you demanding money and putting a knife on you.
0: And Tunbridge Man's Arctic Charity Challenge.
3: It's basically a month alone,
4: unsupported. Um, using kind of bare survival skills, so that means no foods, no tent, things like that.
0: Kent Online News. With less than two weeks until Christmas, a homeless charity say they've found hundreds of people who were on the streets in Kent. Porchlight have been helping rough sleepers since they set up in Canterbury 45 years ago. Deborah Kelland from the fundraising team says the problem hasn't got any better since then. Our chief exec, Mike Barrett, always says, you know, 1974, it seems a
2: long time ago, but we never thought as an organisation that we would be needed or that we would still be in existence um, so many years later. And I don't think it's it's not a, a well-kept secret, but uh, homelessness is definitely uh, increasing and has increased. It hasn't changed at all. And it's very much in the press at the moment. And uh, our figures for last year, we identified 752 people who were sleeping rough and we managed to, to support Um, just over 640 people into into accommodation and giving them one-to-one support. But what is also really worrying, and it's something that we want to focus on next year, 21% of those um, people that we found were actually women. So we are going to be looking at some special uh, women's services next year and launching our our own campaign. Um, You know, again, I think sometimes we talk about with other charities, sometimes... um, that it, it perhaps doesn't sound um, that many people that we've helped because they compare to a medical charity, but it's, it's more than anyone should actually have to endure. And, you know, even one person sleeping outside, particularly this time of year is when people focus on it, but it's happening all the year and throughout the county. So we do need that support. We're running our Christmas Appeal at the moment, as are lots of other homeless charities. We'd be really, really appreciative if they could make a small donation to, um, to our Christmas Appeal and I'm very happy to share the website. So it's all the W's, it's porchlight.org.uk, and you can make a donation. We've just been out through Canterbury this morning, and it's really important, you know, people who are sleeping on the streets, there's that intense feeling of isolation and loneliness, hopelessness. And it doesn't take much. People do feel slightly awkward. They don't know how to um, how to communicate sometimes, if at all. Um, but we would always say we run a helpline, which has an inval- it's an invaluable service. Um, it's a, a free phone number, and it's for anyone, any members of the public that would like to report someone that they've met. Um, or that they've seen a situation, and it's obviously for people who are vulnerable and in need of our support. What we also say, it's really important to make contact with somebody, just to say hello, to smile, make um, eye contact, and treat people as a fellow human being, because um, we're all much the same when it really comes down to it. And Offering a hot drink this time of year, maybe something to eat, and also just finding out where they're sleeping, are they working with with Porchlight, and if they are or there aren't, they aren't, we're still very keen to find out about them so that we can offer them the best and most appropriate support. So let me give you the helpline number. Um, it is very busy. We took over last year 27,500 calls during the year, which was almost double what it was the previous year, so it just shows... Um, it is a bit of a, a lifeline for for everybody um, so the number that we'd like people to to call it's on our website very prominently but if people would like to listen now it's 0800 567 7699 and that would really mean a lot i just think that if people are that much more aware of the work that we're doing um, and as i say please make a connection with anyone that you see um, we need to end this. Um, we thought that we would do, as I say, 45 years ago, and with everyone's support of charities like Porchlight, you know, together we can
0: we can try and end homelessness. A celebrity baker will be running a special workshop in the city this weekend to raise money for the charity. Deborah says they're lucky to have his support. We are very excited. It's um it's coming to the end of our 45 years actually,
2: uh, or a celebration as a as a charity, and we have one of our patrons, Paul. Hollywood from the Great British Bake Off is coming to do a baking demonstration and a book signing for us as a fundraiser. All proceeds are coming to Porchlight. That's happening in Canterbury on Sunday evening between 7 and 9 and we still have just a few tickets available but we would like to give people the opportunity to get involved and support us, of course. It's more valuable than people ever imagine and, you know, their following and followers are more than we would even, yeah, we could imagine and it, you know, other charities, some of the nationals um, obviously have campaigns and um, with social media being so So prevalent now, they don't have to do very much to get a really good response. Probably they don't have to work probably as hard as we do to actually champion our cause. So it does mean a huge amount. And uh, he is an A-list celebrity, and uh, yeah, we're hoping he's going to really be able to to do something good for us. He's also going out uh, on an outreach visit on Sunday morning, so that's really good. He's going sort of incognito with one of our outreach team, so they'll be out very early on Sunday morning talking to. Um, people in Canterbury who unfortunately will have had a, probably a really uh, difficult and challenging night out on the streets and we're hoping that that's only going to bring him in touch with uh, with what we're about so he can, uh, he brings it in, it will bring it into con- into context, into perspective um, to share with the audience on Sunday. We have a several other patrons, not um, quite as famous as Paul, but you know, everybody that ever does that or any, anyone that supports us, I think they will always benefit and it just brings them that much closer to what we're trying to achieve um, because, as we always say, it could be anybody um, and it does make a big difference if you've connected with somebody that you've met as well and they can then obviously go off, be ambassadors and, and talk about what uh, Porchlight does for, um, for the community in Kent. He's famous for his killer mince pies. So he is demonstrating how to make the perfect mince pie and has now thrown in something different into the mix, and it's a sweet celebration bread, which um, has got apricots in it, which all sounds rather intriguing. So we're all obviously going to be making those um, different dishes when we've we've heard from the master. But not only is he doing that, he's also going to, to do a bit of a QA. And um, people can just ask questions, um, mainly concerned with his uh, his work and his baking, and we're hoping to get to say some top tips on that. And he's also going to do a book signing. So he wrote a book a couple of years ago called A Baker's Life. And he's going to we're selling books, special event price, only 15 pounds that Paul will sign and uh, and have a chance to chat with people while he's doing that. So I think that's, uh, you know, adding a bit of celebrity sparkle to, as I say, to our 45th anniversary year. And if you want to buy a ticket for Paul's event on Sunday, it's £25. So we have just a few tickets left. But uh, same uh, website, porchlight.org.uk, and it's
0: forward slash Paul Hollywood. And that'll take you straight to the event page.
1: Kent Online reports.
0: A man's been jailed for seven years after hitting a man around the head with a pool cue at a pub in Ramsgate after mistaking him for someone else. The victim had to be treated in hospital after it happened at the Earl St. Vincent in King Street in April last year, -year 70-year-old Hugh Hill from Swain Road in Margate had tried to claim he wasn't there at the time. A man in his 20s is in a London hospital with serious injuries following a crash in Dartford which led to hours of delays for drivers yesterday. A car and van collided on the M25 slip road leading to the A2 just before half six in the morning and the road was closed for more than six hours. Crash investigators are urging witnesses or anyone with dashcam footage to contact them. Police have been called to a Maidstone school following reports of a man filming children from his car. Parents of pupils at Leeds and Broomfield Primary reported seeing someone acting suspiciously yesterday morning. Officers say there are no reports of the man speaking to or approaching any children but have confirmed inquiries are underway. A Gravesend man has been telling us about the moment he was attacked with a knife after refusing to hand over cash. 72-year-old David Cook was targeted in broad daylight in the town. Christina has been finding out from him exactly what happened.
3: It was two weeks ago, it was on a Wednesday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, went to the cash point. Guy was in front of me, doing whatever he was doing, he stepped aside. I went to the cash point. I was aware of the guy who was in front of me, had stood to the side. Um, that made me a little bit wary, because I'm getting money out. Put the money in my pocket. I walked up the road to the D'Angelo bushes and came up, went into the paper shop, got a bottle of drink. Then making my way to my car, which is outside Bennett and Browns. And I was aware of someone behind me, and I turned and he went money I looked down he had a knife in his right hand I told him to do one I, I can't take my eyes off the knife that is the worrying bit and I said don't do nothing silly with that knife I, I was like in a shape of stop I was in shock um he then stepped back got the knife and sort of went like that caught my hand and went. Um, I by this time had backed up and gone into the flower shop, explained to the lady what had happened. I phoned the police, waited for the police, they turned up, they asked me to go back to the Nationwide to look at CCTV, which takes a bit of time because there's a Data Protection Act I think. And I looked out the window with the police officer and the police officer said to me, is that him? I said, well, I can't recognise him from the front because he's got his back to me. But he's got a man bag with a tick on it, which I take to be a knife tick. And the policeman went to have a word with him. Transpired that he'd run away and the policeman apprehended him outside McDonald's. Then they walked back up here with a guy in cuffs because their car was parked up near where I was. And the officer came in and said that they'd arrested him and they found the knife on him and then the lady said that they've got him on CCTV outside the Nationwide but I mean left him shocked you know Um, what if it was a little old lady bless her heart but nobody's got the right to come up to anyone with a knife demanding money so obviously this happened in in broad daylight and you know have you do you come up
0: to Gravesend frequently you know is it something
3: that's well yeah I mean I've lived here all my life I mean I had a at one point in my life, I had a pub in Bravesend um, but Gravesend people moan about it, but it's the people that live here need to take responsibility for what they do while they're here. Old people like me have got every right to go about our everyday life. Not be worrying about someone's going to come at you demanding money and putting a knife on you.
0: Can you just describe to me what happened when you realised, you know, when you saw the knife
3: well, my, my main concern was that he stuck it in me. That's, you know, you can't put that into words. You know, I mean, some people would say, well, I'd have thrown the punch, I'd have done this, I'd have done Unless you're in that position, you don't do nothing. You're just froze on the spot. And you're in your inwardly hoping that he doesn't do nothing foolish. Because, you know, these knife crimes that catch an artery and you're gone, you're dead. I hate for my family. It's, it's totally not right and there's people walking through, I mean Gravesend's not as busy as it once was. Um, it's become a bit of a no-go area in certain places for people. Enough that I call in the uh, corridor at the webbing, the older people. Um, we don't want to be walking about here on our own at night, especially. And that's where we are today, it's a really sad situation.
0: You know, it's it's been two weeks since the the attack happened almost. How has it left you? Because you know
3: something like that just doesn't go go away. You feel very vulnerable.
1: Um,
3: The victim support people got in touch with me. Uh, They're very good. You know, you need to talk things through. But what I find is you just want to sort of get home, lock the front door and it's another day over in it, really but it's, it's definitely made me feel a lot different to how i once felt um and I just hope and pray and pray to God it don't happen to someone else in Bravesend or for that fact anywhere.
0: The 16-year-old boy who was arrested on suspicion of robbery has since been released on bail. Kent Online News. A man's been jailed after 21 migrants were found hidden in the back of a lorry heading to Kent. The group were discovered in a cramped space in the truck which was bound for Folkestone from Coquel in France. A 30-year-old from Halifax has been locked up for 10 years. A mum's urging whoever stole her a disabled daughter's mobility vehicle from their home in Northley to return it. The specialist wheelchair was inside a Land Rover which was taken from Painters Ash Lane on Tuesday night. Two-year-old Willow has spina bifida and needs the equipment to move around. A Kent School has launched a food bank to help children who might be going hungry over Christmas. Luton Infants and Nurseries in one of the most deprived areas of Medway, with four in ten pupils entitled to free school meals. The head teacher says youngsters often arrive for class without having eaten, and she doesn't want any family to go without during the festive season. Conservationist David Bellamy has been described as an icon following his death at the age of 86. The broadcaster passed away yesterday morning. He also used to be an honorary patron of the KM charity team in Kent, supporting walk-to-school initiatives. Simon Dolby founded the charity in 2000.
1: I was so, so sad and distressed to hear the news of David Bellamy's Uh, passing at the age of 86, the naturalist and broadcaster was so supportive of not just myself as the founder of the Chem Charity Team, but the charity and its staff in general um, over those early years of the charity's uh, launch and uh, foundation. Uh, We shared a lot of values in the sense of our passion for uh, green travel and trying to encourage the next generation to be as committed and enthusiastic about walking to school and green travel in all its forms and he really got the fact that what we were trying to do was um, educate the next generation to become ambassadors to take those green messages forward Um, so it really is uh, great sadness to hear that um, David has, has has passed away. Kent Online reports.
0: Four cars have been destroyed in a garage fire in Maidstone. Three fire engines were sent to Commodore Road yesterday afternoon. Crews managed to stop the blaze from spreading and put out the flames. No one was hurt and it's not known yet how it started. At kentonline.co.uk you can see a picture of a man police are looking for after cash and bank cards were stolen in Borough Green near Sevenoaks. They were taken from lockers at a sports club on Harrison Road between May and November. Now, Ashford has been recognised in a national awards scheme for work to welcome Syrian refugees. Since 2015, 135 people who've been displaced by conflict in the Middle Eastern country have made the town their home. The Borough Council's been praised for helping them to settle in and become part of the community. A man from Tunbridge is aiming to travel to the Arctic Circle and spend a month alone in the wilderness to raise awareness of a neurological condition. Frank Sinek is hoping to raise money for charity Reserve where it mainly affects little girls, making it difficult for them to speak, walk or use their hands. He's been telling Louisa on KMTV more about the challenge.
4: There's a lot to it, basically, but on a, on a simplified sort of scenario, it's basically a month alone unsupported um using kind of bare survival skills so that means no foods Um, i'm getting pestered a bit so i've had to take two days worth of kind of emergency rations but after that it is literally what i find what i can use and what's around this so that will mean a lot of ice fishing so uh it's a good thing i like fish um plenty of water obviously just need to boil it up and so on but uh no no tent things like that so it will be
0: How cold is it in the Arctic? Um, How do you prepare for this? Well, I'm going
4: in January, so it will be kind of at the peak, the peak winter time. So we're looking at average temperatures minus 20. If it gets really bad, it can get to about minus 40. So, yeah, it's going to be. Testing
3: absolutely, and
0: how do you go about preparing for something like this?
4: Uh, I don't have a freezer big enough to mm. put myself in it, but um, you know, I I train. I'm training hard at the moment. I've always been into fitness, but I've really, really upped it at the moment. So I'm doing ten kilometers run every day. Mm-hmm. I know I need to be putting on weight, but if you knew how much I was eating and burning off mm. as well, it's uh, it's quite surprising. But I'm flipping tractor tires, carrying sleds, and just. You know, because the fitness side I can I can concentrate on. As for the rest, it's just well, I'm not in the right country for it. I need to actually be there to to do it. So when I'm out there, I'm sure it's going to kick in quite quickly.
0: Definitely. And tell us a little bit about the reasoning behind it. I mentioned the charity that you're helping. To yeah. Raise money
4: so for. so there's a lovely little girl called Elsie that I know that um, is the daughter of two loving parents that come into the pub. Um, so the beer I work at and. I just fell in love with her instantly. She's just got such a such a beautiful face and a beautiful smile and I didn't know what Rhett was and I was really alarmed to find out that hardly anybody does and it is a it is a really really horrible thing to happen to, and to see actually visually in a little child and Elsie just you know, when you look at her, you can just see that when she's looking around, it's like she's looking at everything for the first mm-hmm. time, and I just, I just fell in love with her right away. So, just wanted to do what I can for her and all of all other ret sufferers as well.
0: And tell us a little bit for people who might not be fully aware what ret sufferers do you encounter.
4: So, ret's a g- genetic disorder um, that basically, oh, well, it's neurologically um, affects the brain and its development and. It can impede on speech, motor skills, so they lose the loss of their, their kind of use of their legs. and I mean, they can move, but it's not in full control. Um, it also affects the way that they breathe and eat, and it's just really... It's, it's just not pleasant.
0: You can find out how to donate to his campaign in our story at kentonline.co.uk
1: Kent Online Sport
0: Cricket and England's women have beaten Pakistan in their second one-day international. Kent's Tammy Beaumont scored 21 runs and caught out the host captain in Kuala Lumpur. They're now 2-0 up in the series, meaning they've won it with one game left to play And in football, a ref from Kent has been promoted to the international list of FIFA referees within the women's game. Kirsty Dowell started refereeing youth football in 2013 and now oversees semi-professional men's games she was also assistant ref for the women's fa cup final in 2018 that's it for now but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day
1: news you can trust this is the Kent Online podcast